Welcome to Season 3, Episode 13 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and that's all the number of seasons. Listen, Google's not lying to you. Uh, today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 13 of Fringe, Immortality. My name is Nick, and joining me today are David and Charlie. I'm David. Hey, I'm Charlie, and we went back on script. Ooh, Nick has no Yay. creativity. Nick's the minority <laughs> now. Yay! I am the minority. <laughs> And that is fine. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, except how they're treated <laughs> yes. and systematic racism. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Listen. Too real, I... too real. Uh... How have you been, Nick? <laughs> I've certainly been. Um, this past week was nice. Uh... How have you been? Yes. <laughs> I yes, have existed. Um, I exist. Yes. Um, you yeah, know, I have been continuing to write a background section for my thesis. Uh, but I also got to go up to my cottage, which was super nice for like two days. Um, the start of this past week, which was nice. No one was up there. I got to go up. Have you got the jab yet or is yours lovely. coming up? Uh, my jab comes up in a couple weeks. Oh, geez. But at least I will. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pre-register like four weeks in it or like register like four weeks in advance of my actual shot. Yeah, <laughs> still I guess. Waiting to, but at least it's kind of waiting you to don't... get my notification. Yeah, you guys are taking long to get your shots. I got mine last week, but that's, I guess, the benefit of living in the hotspot zones <laughs> where we have the worst numbers in the province. So I, I uh. Yeah, you got your shot early because going to the grocery store is a greater risk for you than it is for me. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Despite Yay. despite the highway being the dividing line between hotspot postal codes in my region. Yeah. Other side of the highway also, that's in um, my backyard. Also political affiliation, you know, because uh, <laughs> yeah. that's very important deciding yeah. what your numbers mean is what you voted. What oh, riding you. you're in. Yes. Fucking Ford Nation. Ugh. Um, Don't worry about it. It's... <laughs> I was watching. I was watching hockey the other day. And uh, I saw an Ontario PC attack ad against the federal government, mm. which seemed weird because it wasn't huh. like it wasn't I, like the PC party for Canada. It was no, no. literally the Ontario provincial party, an attack ad against Justin Trudeau. Isn't it great that the political that, the PC political party in Ontario is deciding to spend their advertising money right now during a global pandemic? Yeah. That feels, like, both morally reprehensible because, like, it's not even like there's any, like, there's there's no political advertising really the other way. No, because seen. we're in a global um, pandemic. Fair, I haven't looked. <laughs> so it's it's particularly nasty when money and the current on that? ruling party. Well, yeah, it's it's like. When the current ruling party decides to do this. It's, it's <laughs> like, it's threefold where no one wants to spend money on political ads because, like. They don't have bad optics. Yeah, it's bad optics. Even if you have the money, don't spend it right now. Just hold on to it. Also, also, you don't really have to because you're the leading party, and everything you do, as long as you do it right, is your ad. And there's also like no election coming up for the foreseeable future because it's a global pandemic. Yeah, no one's going to trigger that non-con. There's there's also the optics of a provincial ruling party attacking the federal an attack government ad against the federal 
leading well, it's, party. It's the, it's the thing. Ford is fucked this up so badly. He has to point fingers somewhere. So he's pointing to the only person he can, which is Trudeau. And he's making up some bullshit about, yeah, they didn't close the borders fast enough. So that's why we're, uh, yeah, that's that's why. Totally. Yeah. But like, can you, that, can you that, remember? That is, that is the Toronto mayor running attack ads against the provincial government is, is what that is. And that also sounds insane. But like, uh, but have you ever... <laughs> ever seen a political attack ad sponsored by a lower form of government attacking a higher form like i've it's never seen nonsense. that before i have never heard of, I, of a provincial level political party attacking the federal government it's always the federal party now to be fair this might just be an ontario first and this is common and you know the the other provinces no because i don't even I think alberta's that it. stupid i just i don't understand the motivation behind it like what <laughs> you like uh, uh, you're separate organizations technically like, sure yeah the federal party of the conservatives and the provincial parties are linked together but for all intents and purposes you're essentially different parties when it comes to like votes and power <laughs> like it yep it is mind-boggling and makes me upset and sad well charlie i'm glad that that's what your last week has been spent thinking about <laughs> yeah pretty much that's, that's about charlie it. charlie saw one of those ads on monday and his week's been ruined <laughs> yeah his entire week has been i ruined. mean the nhl playoffs started so like there's reasonable hockey on every single night and like all of today so yeah there's there's even currently reasonable hockey happening yeah you you're talking about the regular season game that's on at 10 30 tonight after the three playoff games yes you know the most Why exciting is there a game regular season game happening today <laughs> because vancouver got COVID. oh uh, okay okay because okay. and and like not just like a couple players like the entire team and it was terrifying oh. Yeah, and then the league's like, you're going to play 19 games in 30 days, and they're like, people are going to get hurt, and the league's like, okay, you'll play 19 games in 31 days. <laughs> Literally what happened. It's been one, fun. One more rest day. Because <laughs> that's going to be the difference. It's okay. They've been eliminated I really from hope the that that forever. extra day was actually just tacked on at the end, and it's like, yes, the regular season goes an extra day now, but there's no Vancouver hockey game on that day. <laughs> They're still playing 19 games in 30 no, days. No, it was, but... it was um, on their return to play, um, they got an extra, instead of playing on a Sunday against Toronto, they bumped that game to a Monday against Toronto, and that was the extra day. So they still played 19 games in 30 days. Yes, but they were allowed to like <laughs> practice the day before. That doesn't change the problem. That's it was that, it was yep, horrible. That, that really doesn't. And people called out the NHLPA and the NHL, being like, "You can't do this. Guys are going to get hurt." And everyone's like, "Just like scratch the remaining games. Then you're not making the playoffs. Cut them." And they're like, "But no, our money." Oh. What well, have you been up to, David? Yay. Um, I got my jab on Wednesday, so that was exciting. Yay! Um, but then I've just been playing games and FF14. Um, has has it changed your life in any way, shape? Or oh form? yes! Now I can see the magnetic. Can't uh, <laughs> even. It's great. Finish the joke. I, you've started being able to access the internet without any sort of electronic. Yeah, devices. and my uh, phone reception is now great all the time. <laughs> Permanent five G. Beautiful. No, absolutely Ugh. nothing. Uh, my arm hurt for a couple of days, and I was really sleepy uh, after the shot, like directly afterwards. But aside from that, no, nothing, no side effects, no, nothing, nothing weird. So pretty good. I got the uh, Pfizer jab as well. So um, 
Nice. Because the, the I'll find out which one I get when yeah, I'm they, there. They I'm tell assuming. you as you sit down, and then the person goes, "All right, so you're getting this shot." Is that okay? And you go, "Yes." You go, "Yes." I I don't care between the two. Yes, I don't have any of the like terrifying like possible uh, like conditions that mean that I need to be careful about which one I get. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully. But yeah, uh, Nick, why don't you take us into the TV guide? Alrighty, the TV guide for this week reads: In the alternate universe, the Fringe team is forced to adjust to Colonel Broyles' absence during an inv- investigation of a bioterrorist who unleashes a flesh-eating insect. Meanwhile, Secretary Bishop finds his limitations tested, and Olivia reunites with her boyfriend. When did yeah. almost got when did it. TV guide suddenly get the ability to do good summaries? Like, <laughs> what happened? What is this? Twenty? Th- this this came out in twenty eleven. Um, we got. Better with computers. Did they lose? Therefore, were there less uh, episode? Like, were there less TV uh, episodes in this slot, so they had more room or something to write? Maybe, maybe they hired someone who like actively enjoyed Fringe. But like, it's the difference between a single line versus like this, like like what, multiple what would the line bad, description. What would be the bad TV guy okay, recap I, can, for this episode then? Can, can I, uh, Olivia reunites with her can boyfriend I, can I say... as they fight to, against a flesh-eating in- insect plague. Yeah, can I? Can I, I? I will just say the difference between the bad TV guides and the good TV guides is that these ones aren't trying to give you a bunch of intrigue and um, like fucking cliffhangers in the TV guide. Just states what's going to happen. <laughs> it's also not just the first five minutes of the episode. <laughs> I really think. Well, that's how they tried to get cliffhangers. Yeah. Was they were like, just here, just put it in the first five minutes. I really yeah, but feel like. They would also like be the... wrong. Like, they would just talk about, like, nonsense. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, but this is a good TV guide because we open right up with Olivia reuniting with her boyfriend. I mean, faux Olivia. Yes, yes. We can finally call her faux Olivia. Yeah. We, it... And we know immediately that we're in uh, the alternate universe, not just because of Olivia, but we get blimps again. Zeppelins! <laughs> Zeppelins! Greatest transportation uh, idea ever. Un- unfortunate about the exploding part, but aside from that... <laughs> unfortunate <laughs> about the whole, like, hydrogen thing. Unfortunate about the explodey, but aside from that, great transportation idea. I mean, they stopped using hydrogen, Man, like, can- forever ago. Like right can, can around the Hindenburg. If, <laughs> yes, but yeah, it was almost like they. It was almost like they went, "Oh boy, that that was really." But bad. then it was almost like, "Man, we don't have enough of these other gases to fund a Zeppelin fleet." <laughs> yeah, it's almost like we're using hydrogen can, can because we had a lot of it. In, can you imagine how insane the helium shortage would be if we had fucking blimps everywhere using? <laughs> well, I it? assume there wouldn't be a federal um like price on helium if they were using it for blimps. Like it would just be uh. It would actually follow market values, which would help dampen that. But yeah, there's a great episode of Archer where they're in a blimp and people keep like smoking and stuff. And Archer is flipping out. He's like, you're going to kill us all. And they're like, Archer, these are helium blimps. You know that, right? (laughs) And the entire episode, whenever anyone shoots, he's like, you're going to kill us all. (laughs) I should rewatch Archer. That's a good show. Archer is a good show. Oh, I also realized they but only hey, have the about... first eight seasons of Always Sunny on Disney+, Plus, which is very disappointing to me. Oh, have you already blown oh, through sure. all eight seasons? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. David. They're like 20-minute episodes. They're not like double length. That's fair. Yeah. 
so so that's what um you you just watched the equivalent of four seasons of fringe in like two weeks Less. A week. Yeah, about a week. Listen, when you're rating an FF14, you gotta have something on in the second screen. <laughs> Once it's the seventh time you've done that raid. Huh. You're, you're really not convincing me to ever play that. It's an MMO. That's what it is. You should play it. It's yeah. real fun. <laughs> it's you, know what else, you know what else isn't convincing? The stupid fucking flirting Folivia and her boyfriend do when he gets off the blimp. And they do the entire stranger routine. I hated that entire scene. <laughs> it mean? made me angry because it goes on for way too long. It really does. And also the it's... dude has a completely different haircut from when we saw him last. So I was a little confused. I thought it was a different person at first. I also thought it was a different actor. <laughs> I thought but it was no. just a different dude. <laughs> it's just white guy with a slightly it's... different haircut. And so I was like, oh my God, he it, looks it's so just different. It's a while. <laughs> North Texas changes people. <laughs> Fighting the Black Plague does change you, I think, to be fair. Wait, wasn't it polio? No, or it was the, it was it smallpox was? specifically. It, oh yeah, it was small it, it was, was smallpox. Literally smallpox, right. literally smallpox. Nice. But yeah, he he uh, like pops up and he's like, Oh, surprise, and then she's like, Oh, sorry, I'm looking for my boyfriend. And but like it just do like the two lines and then move on. Don't have them do like, oh, but you do look cute. Like it just stop. It's no, bad. They got to establish that they love each other and that they like to flirt and that the, the uh, fire in the bedroom is not dead for them. And he's OK. Listen, what you don't realize is that this is actually just their entire king. <laughs> uh, is. Oh, hey, no. but then pretending to not know each other, and then it's just a fling every single time. But then time. we we hard cut to somebody else's kink of watching a guy sip his glass his uh, glass of water. Yeah, a very smooth um, creepster move here. I thought with the uh, casual, "Hey, can you pass me that salt?" and swapping the two identical drinks, and then sticking his straw in, so it very much. <laughs> so like he he was sipping his water at the exact same rate as the other guy then like every time he took a sip you would have to be like shit well i assume he just looked at the glass that's there and just tried to quickly like level them <laughs> yeah we'll just try and yeah. match it because it doesn't Cause need to be perfect what if that really, guy, like, also the connotation what if that guy downed his water like immediately he would have been like ah shit like i would do yeah <laughs> well i assume then he would go to a different person like he's, i don't think he's that picky and choosy with who he targets here it's it's really good that I have the ability to like not die to this person because my water is never like there's there's never an amount yeah, of water. Yeah, but you fifty percent die to the toothpaste scenario because you don't know if you wet your toothbrush first or later. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, was yeah. that was that the acid toothpaste? Yeah, the acid water? toothpaste. <laughs> this show is weird. Uh, well, it wasn't in, actually in toothpaste. It's, it's got its it was like just came out of a tube, but I know. But still, like, there's they come up with such weird ways to kill people, and I'm like, why? <laughs> it's like in Law Abiding. Because it's horrifying. It's like in Law Abiding Citizen, where it's like, oh, we couldn't get in to assassinate this guy, so we called him in, and he rigged up a necktie to strangle the guy. I'm like. If you can, if you can alter his necktie, maybe you could have planted like a bomb in there. Maybe you could have just shot him. Yeah, like what the <laughs> fuck? Yep. 
But hey, this guy, this this creeper is awesome because all that he does is um, just swap the drinks and then they just have a pleasant time and he only follows him into the bathroom, which, which is, is... Yep, totally uh, not creepy at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, wait, uh, first um, Dr. Boyfriend gets to have his Peter moment of like, oh, hey, you're almost like a completely different person. And then he looks Ooh, at the camera wow. and he, he stares at the camera for a full five minutes just to make sure everyone gets it. <laughs> and then they move on with the scene. Goes silent as he stares. And then he goes, you get it? Do, do you, you understand? It? You get okay. it? They should let it, me direct stuff. Uh, and, then, and, then, and then John Noble hops in front of him with a syringe and goes, see? <laughs> and then it just flashes to black and it's executive producer Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Then, then the camera, then the camera shakes a little bit as you hear just some very exasperated person in the background go, "John, get out of the shot!" No, it says, it says, stop. It this. says executive producer Dick Wolf, and then the camera shakes, and some of the letters fall, and instead it says David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then the rest of the episodes in this weird blue tint for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Everyone's talking backwards. Yep. And just every other frame is a different person. <laughs> oh no. And um, yeah, then we cut back to the bathroom and the dude's like throwing up in the toilet. And this is my first reaction, like if I'm throwing up in an incredible I if I'm throwing up in a toilet and someone opens the stall behind me, I don't know if my first reaction is oh th- oh good, help me. I mean, he's in intense pain as well. Um, that's I think this is just a panicked like he's, help. He is he is throwing up beetles. I think he's I think he's throwing up beetles at this point yeah. as well. Like I'm. Yeah, this is nightmare. By the way, the, the person is, who walks in. This, this is, is my nightmare. <laughs> this is. Is it David, or is like half of the fringe like deaths your nightmare? Yes. Well, <laughs> yes, but this is also yes. one of my nightmares. <laughs> this is this has been a nightmare for me since I saw the Mummy starring Brendan Fraser. Because they have the scarab beetles that go like underneath oh, the dude's God. skin. And I cannot handle like seeing stuff move underneath skin. It's not okay. Just stop swarms, putting it in stuff. Swarms of anything, like multiple like little things, just I can't like swarms of bugs or like swarms of rats. Like that's horrifying. What about kittens? If it's a swarm, so if it's like five thousand kittens, yeah, no, that's terrifying. <laughs> What is the definition? What is the <laughs> minimum amount to be considered a swarm? Um, uh, depends on the size of the creature, I would say. Uh, I think just space-wise. I think how much physical space they take up, like in comparison to their actual size. A large or dense group of insects. Yeah, density also matters. Huh. If anyone knows, basically, if they just like coat anything, then you're you're not dead. If they can physically climb on top of each other to reach you, I think that counts as a swarm. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, that's so you fair. don't like concerts then, because those are swarms of people. I don't. I don't like being in a swarm of people at a concert. It sucks. <laughs> it's also because I'm short, so I can't see shit. <laughs> just looking at people's backs. Yeah, that part's that part's unfortunate it for sucks. you. Sucks. Yeah, you two giants don't know the feeling. I'm not even that tall. Oh no, I do. I've I've had to try and make it possible for uh, others to see. Yeah, we um, have to be self-conscious about our height, and we always get pushed to the back. I think Nick was talking about uh, uh being, being at a concert with someone who is short and trying to help them. 
Well, so there's this really great thing about being tall, and if you've got other tall friends, where if you have people that don't like being in a crowd of people, they can just stand behind you, and there is essentially like a teardrop shape that forms behind you of empty space. That is true. If you're tall. That is true. Because people want to be able to see. And it's, and it's beautiful, because if you don't care about like seeing or anything, you can just hide behind like me and like two people that are about my size, and you will have, like, you can you can reach your arms out and you'll be good to go. <laughs> it is, like, at concerts, I guess it doesn't matter as much because you are just there to listen, sort of. You don't really need to see the people <laughs> most of the time. There are, there are reasons sometimes to want to be able to see the people, but yeah. hey. Um, but yeah, dude's throwing up Beatles. He's not having a good time. <laughs> He's asking for help. Uh, creeper dude is, like, smiling and like uh well no he's not twirling he's like his mustache evilly he's grimacing going, oh, the whole ho, 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 ho. this is all he's grimacing the, the whole time like he is visibly <laughs> uncomfortable at seeing what is happening to this man and i, I like that because he's like he's getting his vial ready and then he like pulls a beetle and as he as he walks out of the stall he kind of looks behind him and is like oh god what have i done <laughs> what have i done was this worth what it what have i made uh... We're about. Well, it turns out no. <laughs> Spoiler alert: not worth it. Uh, and hey, we get the cut as a bunch of beetles start to swarm out from the bathroom stall. Yep, yeah. horrifying. And we no longer absolutely hear the man. horrifying. Do you think this was practical or special effect? Uh, special effect because it's hundred percent practical. No insects. No. Um, a lot of insects started. Are they not allowed? Uh, yeah, a lot of insects features started becoming digital. Uh, because PETA gets really upset, even if you harm insects. Yes. So for back, a lot of... That's more modern, though. I mean, back when this aired, though. I still think this is... 2011? Uh, some of them might the, be... Um, a lot of the cockroach stuff is all practical. Like, whenever they show cockroaches moving around, usually that's practical and stuff. Like, there's one dude... Sorry, in... what, what insect? Cockroach. Oh. I don't pronounce the A. You, you... Yeah. I say, yeah, they're cockroaches. Oh, like um, a roach of dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because there's, there's like one dude in Hollywood that trains them to do shit. I really can't. Oh, uh, well, yeah, with looking at it, I think it might be practical. The one coming out of his nose, given, surely Given isn't. the... Yeah. Given the hard-on that Fringe has for doing practical effects when possible... Um, they could just go I buy, like, a thousand Beatles, yeah. <laughs> and dump it over some poor stunt, <laughs> stunt, stunt actor. The, the Fringe, the fringe uh, property department has their, uh, you know, really, really wants to get in their work every week. They, they, they need to make sure that the show is an expensive show. See, I actually think it's cheaper to do it uh, practically in a lot of these cases. Rather yes. than doing like so many insects digitally, and also I trying to make for... it look good, like I think it looks too good to have been special effects. Yeah. Uh, for back then, especially for a I... TV show budget. Yeah, I think for a lot of the TV show stuff, practical is actually like it's cheaper to fire a stunt actress through a windshield than to do a digital replacement of the actress and the windshield. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, yeah. Beatles look disgusting, and then after credits. Uh, to make up for it, we get Anna Torv in a bra getting ready, because why? Yeah, she's getting dressed, and then her boyfriend's like, man, uh, I miss, I, I, uh, what's, what's he say? It's so creepy. I, like, I missed, I missed watching it. you get dressed. <laughs> it's just like, what? 
Sorry, I, I I just I just listened to the line. It's uh, have you got any idea how much I missed watching you get dressed in the morning? <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> weird. I don't like this dude. Like <laughs> uh, the church. Listen, sure, David. that's a thought to have in your head, but don't verbalize it. Like. <laughs> so I also once again, as long as they're both cool with it, just <laughs> I forget. Does it? Does their weird. A tattoo thing come up. This I episode? thought it was gonna come up. It doesn't because she because she doesn't have it anymore. She got it removed, and so like I hundred percent thought the dude was gonna go like, "Hey, what happened to your tattoo?" I'm so I'm still. What happened to our matching? What tattoo? happened I'm to still our cult a, brands? Yeah, I really thought that it was going to be like a cult symbol, and they were going to be like fringe event worshippers, and she was gonna have this heel turn where she's like, "No, I want the end of the world to come because it's my religion." <laughs> and at some point like but nope nope t- just, tattoo gets lasered and that's it and that's the last we see of it I, that I tattoo is never just, seen nor heard from again i guess it was just a weird couple like i don't like the relationship if that was just a weird couple thing and this dude <laughs> saying shit like this i think the only time it is really acceptable to get matching tattoos with your partner is for like wedding or children I think I, I think that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I guess just the idea of matching tattoos is weird to me because yeah. like tattoos are so permanent and you're itching your own skin. Like it should be, it should matter to you. I think more, and then the matching is weird, especially because if something goes <laughs> bad in the relationship. Like, come yeah, on, that's such a. It, it, you need to get their face tattooed so that you really try hard not to mess up the relationship. <laughs> that's the trick. <laughs> Is two weeks into the relationship, get your new partner's name and face tattooed somewhere prominent on your body, and then you will try your hardest to make that relationship last as long as possible. Have you shown your girlfriend your tattoo yet, by the way? Which tattoo? Of her face. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. No, no. Um, <laughs> there's certain parts of my body she's not allowed to see. Where would that be? Just like <laughs> where I, I, would I hide it? <laughs> like the back of your knee? I guess. Like I wear shorts inside of it. I wear shorts. I That's the back of my possibly, knee. Like where could you possibly hide it? Especially after six years. <laughs> yeah, just like the six years of just like not even having sex, but just like of like seeing each other, like living together. Like how could you hide that? It's actually, it's actually on my yeah. scalp. <laughs> and I just never get my hair sh- buzzed down. Okay, that that could be possible. That could be, I think, the only well, possible getting, place to hide it. Does ge- getting your tattoo scalp, does that mess up the hair follicles? Like, does that, same as scarring and it just won't Oh, grow? actually, I don't know. It might, because that is scar tissue that you're forming. It's on the inside of my cheek. <laughs> In my mouth. <laughs> you can get lip tattoos that only yeah. last like a couple of years. Well, yeah, because the skin there, yeah. the uh, tissue there gets refreshed so quickly. Yeah. That's why yeah. Uh, hand tattoos don't last very long either. Um, but hey, let's get back into the episode now that we've gotten annoyed Wait, about. Hey, uh, audience, if you can think of a spot, if you can think long. of a body spot that your partner wouldn't <laughs> find that you could hide a tattoo of their face, please let me know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to reach out for engagement, All Nick. right. Oh. That's not the engagement I want. <laughs> it's not Please the engagement I want. Please address your emails uh, to Nick but... specifically. 
at beep at hotmail.com. That's nick at (laughs) mail.com. I bet that's an actual email address. I don't know if there's an I'll I'll go see if I can get that one. I don't know if there's a mail.com, though. There's definitely definitely a mail.com. 100%. Okay, um... Anyways, where are we in this episode? What's happening? Oh, yeah, yeah. There is. You guys, you you guys were getting very pissed off about the, them not bringing up oh, yeah, the tattoo. Oh yeah, because it's just so uh, weird, and they don't bring it up. It's nonsense. Yeah, and it, it's then cool. he's like, he he, he seems he, like he's acting really suspicious of her, and I don't know why because she has done nothing suspicious so far. Yeah, I think. Actually, I kind of like the instant suspicion because it is sort of like if they are sort of been dating for a long time and she did technically cheat on him. So like there. But but like there's been no indications from her like he's like, oh, before I went for North Texas, you were acting like a different person. Cool. But now she's back to normal. So shouldn't your suspicions like be lessened or go away? Yeah, I'm not sure. How long has he has um he been gone specifically? Um, I don't think it's been that long. I think it's it, he was only supposed to be gone for about a week or so, and everything happened really quick. Um, with the so I think it's probably only been a week or Olivia two. With Olivia coming, or with our Olivia coming back to her the dimension and everything. So, how long have they were they swapped yeah. for? Like, I'm um, not sure. I don't know on that time long ten... enough. Long enough for like a, a relationship to form between Olivia and Peter that was like la- like lasting on both. They of typically them. do a seasons like a year, right? Or at least that's what season one and season two has been. So ten episodes. So like maybe about four or five months. Likely, because that seems about some, right as well range? for the relationship to go progress as far as it did. Yeah. Um, we can definitely go back and see, but I don't know off the top of my head uh, <laughs> what it was. And it's not super important right no. now. Uh, <laughs> instead, let's talk about our new boss um, in the other side, because Broyles is gone. Fuck Broyles. Uh, <laughs> Fuck Broyles. We, best friend is now Lincoln, non-burn Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly healthy Lincoln. He's the boss man in charge. Looks completely fine now. <laughs> I mean, when- except... Be really Except for the ever. face. <laughs> I'm kidding. The actor is handsome. Yeah. So when do we get to meet um, our universe, Lincoln? Because he, he exists, right? No, he got hit by a car because oh, okay. Peter wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly okay. enough, there was another pyro uh, pyromancer who blew up in a park in New York and he got <laughs> caught in it. Except they didn't have an ooze tank to fix him. <laughs> okay, okay. Because <laughs> I assume he'll get brought up at some point. Because that seems... There's also the chance that Lincoln was just, like, actually one of the, like, um, Cortexafan trial, like, subjects, and we met him briefly, and we've just all forgotten. That... Uh... <laughs> you have bad memories, and I'm bad at facial recognitions. That could be likely. Yeah, like, that is entirely possible, and I'm a little bit afraid that that happened. <laughs> uh, it's just very clearly Lincoln in the it. background of one of the shots in season one. <laughs> Just like standing there. It's, it's okay. We don't have enough. It, we don't have enough viewers to get like completely <laughs> flamed if that's true. Uh, I do not like how uh, the fringe team is looking at the beetle-covered body in the bathroom, and Lincoln refers to it as a spontaneous bug eruption, which yep. is 
just horrible. Horrible I, in all terms. So, uh, bug <laughs> things are a problem in this universe, just given the fact that everyone knows about Charlie's situation, and it seems, like, normalized. Yeah, the fact that Lincoln comes in and goes, Spider-Man, how's it going? What What do you think of Beetle-Man over hey, there? Hey, bug boy, how's it going with the bugs? <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like, sorry, I can't call you Spider-Man. That's I. We don't own that IP. Um, Spider-Boy. Do you think Fringe would get away with it with being like, but Spider-Man doesn't exist in the fictional universe, so there's no copyright infringement? <laughs> what would it be instead of Spider-Man? Um, probably a different arachnid, a different insect? Scorpion Man. Yeah. <laughs> All and the he powers has... of a scorpion. <laughs> he has an enemy just called Spider. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, have you seen the trailer? I know we're getting off topic a lot. Have you seen the trailer guys, for for the new Venom movie? Oh my god, it looks like hot trash. I'm super excited. <laughs> All the comments are, "Wow, they made the same movie again." I'm so excited. It's gonna be so garbage, and I'm down for it. See, we said that about the first Venom movie, and then we and saw it, it and we were like... it was hot garbage, but it was good hot garbage. It wasn't garbage. It was, like, at the very bottom end of okay. It rode that <laughs> fine line between, like, bad and okay, and it ended up being okay. But, yeah, I right, wish they kept guys. the bad wig on Woody Harrelson, because oh. the bad wig was the same color of all the blood coming out of this man on the bathroom floor. <laughs> See, Nick, it's fine. I tied it back in. <laughs> oh. All right. Fridge team. Look at, look at it, body. Look, look, at it, look at it, a body full of beetles. They're like, oh, no, they all died. And then they're like, oh, no, wait, look, his nose is moving. And they pull a beetle out of his nose. And they're like, all right, to the lab. We got to go figure out what's going on with this. And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Please. And then we get our favorite, favorite character. We get Brandon. And we get competent Brandon on the wow, other side. Wow, what do you mean? Com- why are you saying competent? Brandon is always competent. Yeah, I think Brandon's competent. I think this is a socially aware Brandon. That's that's fair. I'll this is Brandon one. who has too much power and influence. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> um, and he's showing, or uh, he's talking to uh, Walternet. Um, and they're going on about some sort of trial they're doing. And they're like, oh, yes, but look at this. And we see a video of a man getting an injection. And then he's like, yeah. And then he developed these powers. And we can create the, we can create the Y-Men. <laughs> just like, just like the popular. Uh... But I like this because Walter and it's like, what, did he cross over? And Brandon's like, not exactly. Um, he developed the ability of uh, telekinesis. Walter's like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, and dude's just like floating. Oh, that's cool. He's just like floating some shit and then like has a seizure. He has a seizure and dies. And Brandon's like, but we can. On camera. He's like, we can fix that though. Because you were right about children's brains being limitless. All we need is to experiment on children. And Walternit is actually like. At which point we learn that Walternit is. Yeah, (laughs) Walternit has morals and is like, no, not kids. And you're like, oh. Wait, You're humanizing him. This is strange. He he has huh. one line. It's almost yep. like he lost his 
it's it's almost like he lost his child as a it's almost you know at, at, at a young age and doesn't want other parents to have that happen. it's almost like hmm. it's almost like our walter <laughs> lost his child and then went and got a different one <laughs> and now doesn't believe in, in adults losing their children Listen, why don't you all just go get another version of your child i don't understand it's almost like we have multi-dimensional <laughs> characters easy. and i'm Ooh. not just talking about peter wow. crossing universes so my question is do they connect the dots here where they go like, oh, there were, was that person who could shoot fire from their hands <laughs> that came over? Nah. Huh. Maybe this is how they got those superpowered people. Maybe. Maybe that other Walter is actually worse than me. Because they would have Cancer Man's body. They would have all their bodies. Well, I mean, the yeah. other well, two Well, except the two were... who incinerated, yeah. But they so would they have Cancer have, Man's body. They have Cancer Man's body. <laughs> And that's it. And they probably looked at that and went, oh god, this is what happens when you uh, cross over and I guess you don't have the shielding that the rest of them had. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty safe conclusion for them to draw. No, because they know how to... Yeah, like, I look at that and I don't go, yep, his powers fucked him up. That's a, uh, oh boy, uh, we gotta be careful with this whole crossing over No, thing. but they know how to cross people over because Walternate goes over. Uh, yes. But they're trying to figure out how to make it so that they don't need a bunch of yeah, machinery. It was also only, and they're like, yes. It was is- also wasn't really him going over as them sort of merging the universes at that point, right? I thought. Because they bring the entire bridge and stuff over as well. And then everyone who isn't part of the other universe gets annihilated or something. Yeah. <laughs> the base cannon. Yeah, they get turned to uh. atoms. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, Walternate is like, no, we're not testing kids. Bye, Brandon. You should read a book on Brandon, moral stop philosophy for us to test on kids. <laughs> I, that we get another super awkward flirty scene. Why? Who was Ethan Gross and David Wilcox? Bonk with the horny bat. <laughs> stop doing awkward flirty scenes. I don't like them. It's the fuck. It, it's Abby from NCIS, but with red hair. And yeah, uh, and bugs instead. I don't know. I and bugs. I, I kind of like this because of how obviously like into oh, Charlie he was, oh, and just it's how so much good, they didn't but like, I like. It's so good, but I hate it. Like the one line is so good because yeah. So you have like oh quirky um, entomologist, and she's got like she's got like black bow in her hair, and she's kind of like wearing punk stuff, and they come in. And Olivia's like, hey, I'm Olivia Dunham. And she's like, oh, my God, you're Charlie Foster. I mean, Francis, I'm Foster. And you're like, oh, she's already <laughs> married them in her head. And she's like, how, did, how are the arachnids feeling? I was the one who treated you when you first got infected. And he's like, sometimes they itch. And she's like, well, maybe you need someone to scratch them for you. <laughs> I love that. It's so awkward. It's so immensely awkward. Like, and it feels so real. So like, But she doesn't even say it like kind of shyly or slowly. She's like, oh. Like it's not Just like oh well maybe someone contact. could. She's like I could scratch them for you. Hey, do you want to have sex in the closet right now? <laughs> <laughs> like literally right now. You do not understand how much more attractive you are because you have small spiders in your blood. <laughs> do you think she would have him like delay his medication a little bit so she could feel them squirming? Oh, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, that is hundred <laughs> percent like her kink, and she has been writing like weird, like self-insert fan fiction about it for the longest time, and then she finally got to meet someone with it, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Do you think? Do you think she could have actually cured him when he was first infected? <laughs> 
but this is the long play. And she's like, no, I'll say that I can't so I can marry him. She's like, she's well, like no, about, to, about to like inject him with the cure. She's like, so what, uh, do we have any uh, people we need to alert about his condition? Like a wife or a girlfriend or a, no, no. Okay, never mind. She puts away the needle. Oh, this isn't going to work. Well, no, she's like, she's like, oh no, don't worry, don't worry. I'll start working on the cure just as soon as I've given you this, <laughs> and then you know, it's playing the long con of like, I'm going to be. Ah, uh, turns out the cure, the, the cure is sex with me specifically. <laughs> yep, that's the cure. In a long-term committed cure, relationship. <laughs> turns out the cure is me taking your last name. It's weird. <laughs> no, it's it's him taking her last name. <laughs> Foster, <laughs> but I, I will. I will also say that while we're talking about this flirting, that I think the best part is still Charlie's reaction to the whole thing. Because after the whole like scratch line, Charlie just kind of goes like, "Hmm," and then looks away. It's Charlie's just completely not like, being down with like, this at mm. all. Oh no, that's that's Charlie a hundred percent considering this. <laughs> like he he's a hundred percent like gonna go go hit that. <laughs> But they uh sort of they give the um bug to her, right? And she's like like, Oh, yeah. where did this come from? What kind of beetle is this? Like and they're like, Oh, it came out of a dude <laughs> Like, oh that's that's not normal. It's like, no, no, it's fucking not <laughs> Yeah, and then so she goes gets a she looks at it and she gets a reference book and she's like, Oh, this is the skelter beetle. They used to live exclusively in sheep. But as we all know, <laughs> sheep went fully extinct everywhere. And so the beetle died out. Also, like, not just, like, not, not just a long time ago, like, the, five the, years ago, they fully went extinct. Yeah. Like, it was recent. Well, no, they also, they, well, no, they also say it was in 2001. And it's like, ah, yes, 2001, the year that everyone remembers when the sheep. Yeah, that's the, the only the thing of died. note that, that's the only thing of note that happened in 2001. Yeah, for this universe, I guess. Yes. I mean, although we no, also we... know that 9-11 still happened in this universe. Right, but it was unsuccessful. Yes, it just hit different buildings. They st- no, they oh, blew up so the White House. Different it destroyed the White House. They right, hit the right, White right, House. And the right, Pentagon right. still. Well, it, yeah, but the Pentagon was normal. The Pentagon happened in our universe as well. But I know, but the, the Pentagon in our universe, in like real life, was also kind of interrupted by the passengers crashing the plane deliberately. I'm assuming yes. with an art architect drawing up new plans for the new Pentagon, it went off a little bit differently. Uh, yeah. I think them being so coy about like 2001 and this being the only thing of note to happen in there, I think means it wasn't as big of a deal in their universe. To be fair, they were dealing with wormholes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there were some other real bad priorities. things happening. Do, do you think it was like, oh my god, did you hear the news? And they're like, oh no, what happened? Like, is someone getting ambered? And they're like, someone flew a plane into the White House. And they're like, oh, thank god. <laughs> but did, did how many people died? Like, not that many. Like, okay, listen, the entire down, downtown was ambered. Did, did it cause a black hole? <laughs> no. Did, like, space-time start to rip, like, is gravity off or in the White House? No, just, like, a plane flew into there and, like, okay, we can deal with that. This is normal. <laughs> we can rebuild that. That That is not normal. <laughs> yeah. The president survived? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, we see someone who's not having a good day, and it's the dude who harvested the beetle from the dead man, and Ooh. he's 
checking the beetle for some sort of enzyme, and the test is negative, and he's not happy about it. Generally means somebody else is going to get beetled. Yep, that's that's a hundred percent what this means. Maybe this time. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut back to it, it fringe division where they're they're treating it like it's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. which means contact tracing, which means you need to give your name and contact number to every <laughs> restaurant you go to. It's not that intrusive. The government could track you if they wanted to. Yeah. Uh, how long do you think, like, a single mention of a pandemic in a television show is going to just, like, There's not going bring to flashbacks? Be COVID is the only thing that they're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, like, how long do you think that's going to be? Just forever from now on? Just every well, single how, reference? How long no, is it before no. a TV show writes in another pandemic? Or are they just going to straight up avoid it like all the shows well, avoided like, doing plane crashes? Well, I think like a couple years. medical shows are just doing COVID arcs like in, in yes. the show like yes. universe. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, no. There's, there are a lot of shows that are just doing COVID arcs for this entire, like, their entire yeah, season. like, this is just, the, just COVID the COVID season, arc. literally. Like Yes. No, but I mean, like, how long before, like, everything, like, COVID's done, everyone's vaccinated, like, all that, how long before some sci-fi show or medical drama drums up an, a mini-arc where it's a new pandemic? Like, how many years is that going to take? I don't know. I, I feel like the timeline uh, for that is surpri- shockingly short. Like, they filmed... Yeah, I, th- I think they filmed it- a movie about the Titanic sinking, like literally, like a week after it happened, and they got a w- lady who survived the Titanic to star in the film. Wow! <laughs> like, and they made her wear the dress she was wearing when she was evacuated. Like, what the, the timeline fuck? for that is real short. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's uh, yeah, oh, a little, a little very traumatizing for that woman who was, uh, I assume, press ganged into Holy this. Holy shit! Holy shit. But anyways, let's let's continue to talk about the horrifying beetle pandemic that they're worried about is on their hands. Yeah. Um, and they've called in their CDC contact, a.k.a. Frank. Olivia's boyfriend. Whose name yeah. is Frank, apparently. <laughs> I think it's always been Frank. Yes, now we know. It's always been Frank, but now we know yeah. it's Frank. And I love how they're all talking and they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta check this. And... <laughs> um. Astrid is sorry, Agent Farnsworth is there and is like, it's not a pandemic. Statistically, it's not a pandemic. You guys are idiots. And Frank's like, hey, if this thing doesn't work out with me and my girlfriend, maybe, <laughs> maybe you and I go I to North Texas. Just, Frank well, no. already has his backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also immediately tried to be like, hey, I, I'm pretty sure the CDC could pay you more than the Fringe team. Like, he's like, also, I, I, I need you also, on my can team. They? Like, like, Fringe team is a big deal. He just goes up to her. Probably not, which is why. <laughs> I can be your new Papa Royals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you no. lost an authority figure in your life. You want me to replace him? The worst pickup. You seem to have attachment issues. (laughs) Let me fill that void in your life so you become cripplingly dependent on me. And let me watch you get dressed in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't like this dude. (laughs) You guys hate this this person, this this poor Frank, way too much. You don't hate Frank enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's the problem here, Nick. Listen, he might he might be a part of some weird ass tattoo cult <laughs> and a bunch of other things. And he's also this universe's equivalent of John Scott. So yes, he's a monster. <laughs> But at least he went to North Texas to go and fix people from smallpox. Yeah. But they all they thought. explain Frank's like, well, the beetles were had a symbiotic relationship with the sheep, but for humans they act like parasites and I don't know why. And Astrid's like, hey, fucking idiots, put out a fringe alert asking for info on the beetles. That won't cause whoever is doing this to act more brazenly <laughs> to get the solution they want before it all goes bad knowing the police are coming in on them. But on the other hand, we don't know anything about these beetles because who cares about sheep? Who uh, cares about these beetles that live in, you know, the extinct sheep? Yeah. You know, why wouldn't we go looking so just for like, the, the lead researchers on these it, beetles before this happened? Is it all species of sheep died? Like, like just, I yeah, I want to know how sheep went extinct. Every subspecies, everything genetically, like, just what do they mean by sheep? Like, everything related to sheep? So I'm, I'm assuming that something, some sort of, like, virus or something swept through that meant that they had to, like, cull just, like, sheep in general, like, all domesticated sheep but why just in just general, sheep? or it was going to, like, hurt but humans. But just sheep? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Seems like a weird livestock animal. Like, we barely, like, sheep is not even, like, one of the animals that we farm for meat, mostly. It's for wool. Yeah. That's that's why it was okay for them to lose them, for not to change the world too much. I think it would drastically change the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have synthetic wool, but... <laughs> oh. it's, it's very... These crazy things yeah. called plant fibers. Uh, but then, um... We cut to a diner where our uh, beetle man, uh, his name is Armin Silva. Uh, Silva is sitting... Beetle yeah, man. He's sitting down at a diner, working on some stuff on his iPad, playing Candy Crush. And this dude sits down, orders like some food, and is like, oh, hey, whatever you're working on looks complicated. And then apparently knows his like medical breakthrough history very well. For just he being... just remembers his high school bio, <laughs> but like, how many people could you randomly stop and be like, "Hey, who's the dude who invented the polio vaccine? Who are the guys who sequenced okay. DNA? Like, who do you know penicillin? those? So, so here's do you know those names okay. off the top so of your here's head? The, here's the so here's the important thing to note, Charlie. I don't know the names that way, but if you told me the person's name, I would likely be able to tell you what their accomplishment was. That is how my memory works. Okay, but that's so the way that he does it here, where he goes, "Do you remember this name?" I go, "Yes, that accomplishment." Yeah, I, I guess I buy that more than just him that, randomly that knowing. Is, but I, I mean, also like that if is someone significantly that is that is multiple choice versus um, asking a question, ask me to fill in a blank. Multiple choice, I will be able to get the, get okay, the thing from but, the fill in the blank a lot less. But still, I just, this dude either has a very convenient passion and interest, because I doubt, like, you could pull, like, five people off the street and they would know who Watson and Crick are. Like, if you told them those names, Maybe, I don't but... think they would know who. Watson, you mean, like, Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, and Crick, you mean, like, a water stream? You mean like Rickety Cricket from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? 
But yeah, this random dude in a diner knows his his medical breakthroughs very well, and that means he needs to die. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, because yep. he sees well, the well, no, because he doesn't because he doesn't know Armand Silva. <laughs> you know, because he hasn't accomplished anything in <laughs> which life. Is, which is the most dickish thing ever. Can you imagine? Like trying to be like, hey, do you remember these like pioneers in the field? And then you mention your name, and the guy's like, yeah, I don't know that one. It's like you will one day. And he, won't, he won't though because he's gonna die. Yes. <laughs> the world will know one day, but not you. What? No, nothing. Never mind. I didn't say anything. Here, have a drink of your water. That's definitely not mine. <laughs> yeah, because then the fringe alert comes on. He's like, ah, shit. And the waitress is like, do you want anything? random scientist sitting in my cafe and he's like i'll have what he's having and you're like was that the waitress is like is that a reference to uh when harry met sally are you making a movie reference at me right now get out of my fucking restaurant does anyone ever actually say that i'll have what they're having like i feel like no one says that Mm, yeah and people people quote that line all the time without ever either seeing the scene or remembering the context of the scene from when Harry met Sally. Because the context of that scene is she is proving to him that she can fake orgasms while they're in a diner. And someone else goes, oh, I'll have what she's having. Yeah. But everyone forgets that context. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but then um, Frank goes behind his girlfriend's back to ask Lincoln for time off. And he's like, this Lincoln was also really weird in this scene because Frank's like, Hey, if everything on here wraps up, can like Olivia have a couple days off? And Lincoln's like, yeah, you got something special planned for like some kind of nerd. <laughs> it's, it's almost like Lincoln has feelings for <laughs> Olivia because they kissed that one. Oh, time. Man, Lincoln, that one Lincoln, time. you got it. You, oh, Lincoln, <laughs> you're a good looking dude. You kissed a woman once. You got to move on. Like, but like it really remember, remember that remember that nurse that was helping you through all of those like burn things she seemed pretty into you dude yeah but he just seemed he but, just yeah. seemed super like douchey about it he was like yeah what are you gonna do go on a romantic getaway with your girlfriend yeah nerd and frank's like yeah i was gonna propose well he's like hey can you keep a secret and i like i like this because like hey can you keep a secret and he's like yeah i've got like a cone of secrecy around myself and everything well, he... Well, he says Cone of Silence, which is a Get Smart reference. And I think the joke is supposed to be the Cone of Silence never worked. So right, is he right. telling Frank that he's going to spill the beans immediately? Because he does. We cut to the next scene and he goes up to Olivia and he's like, hey, uh, your boyfriend's going to propose to you. <laughs> you know, I can't keep secrets. <laughs> it's, it's good that you haven't told your boyfriend that because, he, oh boy, did he just give me a good one. <laughs> I told him I wouldn't tell you, but I, but I had to. Are you going to say yes? Are you going to say yes? Listen, I can, t- I can keep a secret. I promise I won't tell him. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like this little sequence of scenes. I thought it was a little nice uh, characterization for Lincoln. Yeah, but then they get yeah. a... Because we don't really... Yeah. Yeah. Lincoln is a blank slate right now, other than being a burn victim. Yes, but since literally. He got, yeah, since he got... Since he got healed, he can't make that his entire persona anymore. So, mm-hmm. uh, but then they get a legitimate tip from the fringe alert. So I guess autism wins again. Um, and they interview a scientist who used to work uh, 
near Silva in a research facility before sheep went extinct. And he's like, yeah, that man really loved his beetles. When the sheep went, he almost, he tried to kill himself. And you're like, oh, shit. They they don't make a New Zealand reference, and, like, good on them for that. Uh... What's the New Zealand? Are you talking about New Zealanders fucking their sheep? <laughs> yes. That's also, a, that's also a Wales joke. That is also a Welsh joke. Why are there so many areas that that is just the, like, joke that they go Because you don't like those people and they farm sheep, so they must fuck their sheep. Yeah, I think they think that's what it is. I, I guess. Like it's it's quite cool. a simple jump. Like, man, I don't really, I really don't like that guy. He has a lot of sheep, but he fucks those sheep. Yeah, like I can see the logical jumps there. I would tell everyone he fucks those sheep. <laughs> I bet you, Just... I bet you, his entire village fucks sheep. That's why he's still part of the village. <laughs> and... I think what happened? All right. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> and that, kids, is where stereotypes come from. <laughs> Remember, if you don't like someone, make up a lie about them and then perpetuate it against their entire people for centuries. Uh, yep. This ep- guys, we're off the rails on this episode. <laughs> uh, we're, we, are, we are 20 minutes into the episode of Fringe right now. Nick, please, please help us. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Charlie keeps saying no. no. I'm asking now. Well, no, because then we cut to a parking garage and Jerry from the diner is just like dead in the driver's seat and beetles are pouring out. And it's a, I don't know why this seat is so silly to me, but Silva is there with this huge like Tupperware container, like catching beetles like someone is dropping apples from a tree. He has such a weird look on his face as well. It's, it's not a good look. Do you think it's the actor going, I can't believe I agreed to do this? <laughs> I th- probably. I can't believe that my contract didn't have an anti-beetle clause in it. Uh, <laughs> I talked to my agent after this. I said it. I said I wanted to do a dramatic role, but here I am under a bridge catching beetles. Like actual live beetles. Do you know how many times I had to reshoot this? <laughs> kept missing the beetles the beetles kept landing in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) good protein though once you get past the crunch delicious oh no but yeah then the fringe deepens there and they're like wow these uh this is concerning these beetles are much bigger compared to the first spontaneous bug eruption event which again is the Mm. worst phrase i think people have uttered in a while and Lincoln's like, oh, man, I feel like Broyles would be so much better at this job than I would. And Olivia's like, you're right. He would have been. You're shit. Can't <laughs> no, believe, yeah, no can't believe I kissed you that one time. You know, I had to throw up. God, for, I'm like, so glad that I'm marrying afterwards. this other guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, let's just swap to the weirdest like middle oh, scene fuck, ever right. this is in so this episode. Weird. This, this this entire scene is so weird. Of look, it's Walternet and Walternet's partner question. Uh, Walternet just casually cheating on his wife, who we know that they're still married as well. Like, yeah, yup, yup. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's 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 a John Noble in a nice bathrobe with a pretty woman in his bed. <laughs> like, 
like and yeah and he's like oh there's lines i'm not willing to cross does that make me weak and she's like you're cheating on your wife there's lines you won't cross (laughs) you're cheating on your wife and you're like i assume your own home as well just very oh no this is no that that, no that's a that is a penthouse apartment that is that's actually in in the torch of the statue of liberty (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine why does it feel like John Noble has more power than the president in this world? Because I think he does. I, I legitimately no, think he does. No, he's just the Secretary of Defense. Yeah, and I think he has more power than the president. But the president you know, is his it boss. Really, it really feels... Is, is the president his boss, or is the president his boss? Question, quote, unquote, quote, unquote, boss. <laughs> and Obama just rolls up and he's like, uh, hey, hey, John, uh, what, what are you doing? And John Noble is like, my name is Secretary Bishop. You should know this, Barack. And also, none of your fucking business. I'm sending shapeshifters to another universe. Now leave me alone. Just, just remember, Barack. If I wanted to, I could replace you. <laughs> now let me get back maybe to my he, war crimes. Maybe he did. Ooh. And that's why he gets away with everything. Is he has replaced the entire political system around him with shapeshifters? Is it, isn't that the plot of the Westworld movie? <laughs> like. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, not Westworld, but I think Future World. Right, 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 right. And we're talking about the shitty B action movies, not the TV show, for the one person who listens to this who hasn't seen those shows. Yeah. But hey, let's just get this weird supportive scene of Walter realizing, or Walter realizing, like, hey, there there are some things that I don't I don't think I I can do um, to save our world. Um, and his mistress supporting him and being like, listen, I believe in you. You've got this down. Please let me go. <laughs> He's like, I'm so glad I have a, such a strong supportive partner in my life. And also you. <laughs> Anyways, here's your $50. <laughs> oh. And he says, thanks for the massage. But as he says massage, he does finger quotes. Yeah, then he walks out of the room. No, he just does. He walks guns. out of the room, finger gunning. After that, <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's a secret service guy outside, and he's like, "Just got laid. High five. <laughs> oh, yeah, this was a this was a oh, weird ass scene. Hey, let's, let's just let's just cut away from this really weird scene. <laughs> just made me uncomfortable. Somehow, this was the most uncomfortable scene in the episode to yeah. me. Instead, uh, let's cut to another awkward scene between a couple of Frank and uh, Olivia, where they figure it out. Yeah, they figure I... out the plot to the episode, where Silva was working on curing avian flu from enzymes from the skelter beetle, and she's like, "Oh, that could have been huge." And he's like, "Yeah, that would have saved millions of people because apparently they couldn't deal with avian flu either." And I say either, yeah. I mean like we did uh, a we, pretty we good have, job. We, so. We we do now have vaccines that have been developed for avian flu, um, and some of them have even been tested. In Yay! Uh, and none of them use beetle enzyme. And I think they have a. I, I looked this up. I believe they have a seventy four percent. The the ones that were tested back in like twenty twelve twenty thirteen range had about a seventy four percent efficacy rate in adult humans. So yay! Yeah, that's not bad. Yay science! <laughs> that is honestly not bad. Yay science! <laughs> But then boo science, because Silva altered these beetles' DNA so they would 
work in humans because sheep and humans share 94% of their DNA. Which I'm like, then why wouldn't... 96, excuse you. Why <laughs> wouldn't you re-engineer it to work in like a banana? Because humans and bananas share a startling amount of DNA. So it stands to reason yeah, like that f- yeah, the, beetle the or bananas sharing, and sheep oh. share DNA. The DNA sharing nonsense that gets brought up every time. Like <laughs> we all share lots of DNA. So to be fair, to, to be fair, it does come up later where he goes, "Yeah, I tried this in a bunch of other like I tried this in cows, I tried this in yes. primates, and it was only humans." But he that didn't try with. all the animals. He jumped to humans after like five. <laughs> he, he went was five like, animals deep and went, "Ah, fuck it, humans, I guess." He went through all the farm animals. He went insane. He was like, "Cow, no. Chicken, no." Horse, uh, pig, no. no. Horse, no. I guess monkey. Uh, this monkey I bought on the black market after the New York Zoo went bankrupt. <laughs> no. I guess I gotta do humans. <laughs> like he couldn't have tried goats or like other animals that are similar to sheep? Yeah, like you would... Nope. I don't know. It seems very lazy. But hey, um, they figured it out and Olivia's gotta head out and she's like, yo, Frank, just just pass me that thing. He's like, oh, don't forget this. And pulls out the Ooh. ring. And we get the slightly awkward moment, but then Olivia being like, yes, of course. Why would there be any thought about this? I will this? marry you. There uh, is nothing that I am thinking about at this moment that it is uh, makes not, me not like want to marry I you. am currently pregnant with another man's child. <laughs> He's like, why would Wait, you like, say that? And she's like, no reason. Not. <laughs> uh, spoilers of the entire episode, Charlie. It's Hold an on. episode <laughs> recap. It's fine. <laughs> what if they're listening to this as they watch the episode? At then they've point... been doing it wrong forever. And also, they would have well, finished no. the episode already. Well, no. Then the episode would be over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for live. I look forward to the day where we're able to have an episode be forty minutes. No, never. I won't allow it. <laughs> we used uh, to back yeah, when we recorded them back to back. I think they were around forty minutes. Yep. Uh, Olivia, we got we accepts got the proposal, and Lincoln is like, "Okay, time for me to bust on shit." I was too late. She's already said yes. Let's go. And they found a warehouse in Brooklyn because all the bad shit happens in Brooklyn. That is where all the bad shit happens. Uh, they did call Lincoln before and gave him like a whole list of shit to get, which included like an electron microscope and a bunch of liquid nitrogen. Well, like which which places have these? Things? Oh, right, it's right. Like this odd warehouse in Brooklyn does. Um, I mean, that's just bad shipping manifest. Like you got to scatter those parts yeah. and then manually bring them. But whatever. Yeah, but we also now learn that another way that the uh, the alternate universe is superior to our universe is that they have duct taped three flashlights together, and that is how they run flashlights here. <laughs> uh, it is the superior flashlight. Yep, duct taping three makes makes flashlight. Better. I mean, that's not even duct tape. That's just an actual three headed flashlight. I know, but I want it to be duct taped together. <laughs> And, uh, yep, they go about searching the warehouse. No backup, because who needs backup? It's just some weird Listen, scientist. backup doesn't exist. Um, yeah. And, you know... Backup doesn't exist until... You know what days. else you do while you're breaking into a dude who's, like, killing people with beetles? You talk to the person you probably have some ideas is romantically interested in you, saying that you accepted the proposal from your longtime boyfriend. Like, work and personal life split people. <laughs> Don't talk about personal nope. shit while you're, like, in the most stressful and, like, 
observation necessary part of your job. Just yeah, don't. just not when you're about to go like literally raid someone. Yeah. Ah, it's fine. Let them let them talk. We gotta have we gotta be able to fit all of our fringe moments together. Yeah. So they they split up because you know backup doesn't exist, and I guess you gotta. And Lincoln eventually gets locked inside a freezer. And Bolivia, as you do, Bolivia is startled by the caged monkey that Bolivia. Yeah, that's what I said. Bolivia. Uh, she's Did... startled by a monkey that I guess couldn't help replicate the beetles, so he just keeps it in a cage. Whatever. As you. Then she falls through the floor, and oh, she lands on a table covered with beetles. Yep, it's, uh, it's horrific. And glass and also, did anyone else think that um, Lincoln would get horrible frostbite in this episode to compensate <laughs> as a mirror of his horrible burns so from last for, time? First, he first he got so, fire so, burns. So I will, now I he gets say, freezer burns. That's what I thought was going to happen. So I will say that the the giant freezer that they have there, there are two options for that as a science freezer. It's either a minus twenty or a minus eighty. If it's a minus eighty, Lincoln is dead. And also, holy shit, a walk in minus eighty. So um, probably a but minus I'm assuming 20. it's a minus twenty, which wouldn't kill you. Uh like Lincoln should not be in as much trouble as Lincoln is in. I mean, it wouldn't kill you quickly. No. You would still die from prolonged exposure at minus twenty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I, I just thought it was going to be really funny if he gets really bad frostburn in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, back into the healing tube I go. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was a fun half season. I'll see you guys in a couple episodes. But yeah, there's like boxes in there labeled live insects. And there's one that just says sheep. Oh, it's a sheep spine. So that's kind of cool set dressing. Uh, they actually right. like tried to be like, what would be in this freezer? Good job. Mm-hmm. Good job, property master. Yeah. So wait, if he could... Okay. Well done. Thing I just realized. So in order to bring the beetles back to life, he had to clone them, right? Yes. Why didn't he just clone a sheep? Because obviously whatever was killing the sheep is still in the air. Because maybe... I... But, could it Shapeshifters. Clone Shapeshifters. <laughs> David. Shapeshifters. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, okay I guess. It's okay. <laughs> But anyways, um, Olivia wakes up and is being cared for by just, you know, definitely Lincoln. Everything's fine. She's getting a drink of water. Everything's all good. And then she wakes up a little bit more and is handcuffed and is like, Lincoln, I'm not into this shit. I've told you that. And then she sees a video uh, camera and she's like, Lincoln, I really told you I'm not into this shit. <laughs> and then it's Sylvan. He's like, no, no, drink more water. It'll make you feel beetly inside. <laughs> Or no, he, it'll make you feel beetle. <laughs> no, he says it'll make you feel beetle, and she's like, "You mean better?" And he's like, "No." And she's like, "It'll make you oh feel beetle." Oh my god! What did you put the beetles inside me? And he just goes silence. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, but he's like, "Oh, I but tried. Hey, I tried uh, like three different species before I jumped to humans, but they were the best hope for skelter beetles." But hey, humans work. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. There's probably closer relatives to sheep that you could have tried, but whatever. And he's like, oh, I will live forever through the vaccine. And I'm like, is avian flu still that big of a deal? Like, There's also the fact that, like, yes, people remember the person who came up with, like, the first, like, sort of, like, vaccine and things and, like, sort of, like, started it and maybe, like, the biggest one. But I don't think avian flu is as big as, for example, smallpox. 
in this. No, world. especially. So like, there, there, there's going to be people that go like, "Yay, they came up with this," but also no one's going to be like, "Oh my god, he needs to go into all the history books and be talking." <laughs> They're going to go, "Oh, I'm glad we figured out the Davian flu thing." Anyway, smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think he's trying so hard to cure avian flu? And there's like maybe five cases a year, and he's like, "I'll be a hero," and they're like, oh, "A little late." You, uh, you actually killed more people doing this this testing than a uh, catch avian flu <laughs> in like five years. It will take. It will take. They start like they start like counting out like on a calendar. Eight years to uh, save more people than you hurt in the past week. So yeah, he's he's rambling on about oh this will be my legacy, and he's holding a beetle, and then it dies because it's like oh it doesn't work. Um. And Lincoln is in the freezer and he's going to die because he's so cold. And he finds a tank of liquid nitrogen and apparently there's still some in there and points it at the door and manages to freeze the handle, which he then breaks and that somehow unlocks the freezer. But I don't know if that's how some of these freezer doors work. Shapeshifters. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, Charlie, that, that, is, that is not even the biggest problem about that. Um, the biggest problem is being in a closed space that should not have a way for air to get in or out. Because it's a freezer um, and, and then it's filling it with insulated. nitrogen. It, and yeah. then having, having a, a gas tank that would normally need to occasionally vent pressure. Because those... No, and then... No, Charlie, and then filling it with a, a, uh, an inert gas that we cannot yep. breathe. Yep. But, but also, but yeah. But also, but those tanks do occasionally just release pressure, and it's it's scary. Yes. Anyways, shapeshifters. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln shows up, and um, Silva is still monologuing. He's called for backup. Yeah, finally, Silva's still monologuing. He's like, "Oh, I only need one human host to bring a queen beetle, and then I will be able to make an army. I mean, as many beetles as I need to produce the vaccine." And I'm like, this dude, like, at what point do you're like, okay, I'm Beetle Man. I am a supervillain and I infect people with beetles and I am the Beetle Queen. And I'm just going to take over the world of beetles. Like, at what point do you just make the turn to supervillain? Um, yeah. I think if he was able to be alive with the Beetle Queen inside of him, he would have become a supervillain. Like, <laughs> um, I, I legitimately think that the difference is, is he just doesn't have money. <laughs> He didn't have uh, enough funding. He is, he is a scientist. <laughs> he had enough funding. He is. He cannot be a supervillain because he does not have the money for he it. He doesn't have. He is in a run, rundown, ramshackled Brooklyn. He warehouse. doesn't have. I mean, that is not. He does not have territory. enough of a tragic backstory. Like his wife didn't die from avian flu. To be fair, I really thought they were going to drop that at some point. By the way, that yeah. his wife or something like his <laughs> lost his child or something. But nope, he's just crazy. But he's pretty close to a Spider-Man villain right now. Like weird insect theme. <laughs> like. Fiddling people with beetles, like he's one costume people's... and a couple bad quips away to, to being a Spider-Man villain. It's it's okay though. It's okay though because you know Charlie breaks in, aka Spider-Man comes and stops, breaks up the. Party. You're altering people's DNA. Uh, you could be curing cancer. I don't <laughs> want turn- to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> it's my favorite fucking Spider-Man line. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, Lincoln runs in, and yeah, SWAT team arrives, and they're like, okay, time to execute Silva on the spot, as we normally do. And Olivia's like, wait, no, I'm throwing up. He must have infected me. I have a parasite inside me, which is technically correct. Yep. 
um and oh god please get get me out of here yeah. and <laughs> I, I don't want to die like this yeah and so they get her into an ambulance and they're like okay we want to use with with yeah, frank. frank's there well he's a doctor so yeah and so frank wants yeah. to use like a super powerful anti-parasitic to kill the bugs but it might kill olivia and the emt is like oh my god there's, uh, there's something moving on the ultrasound like the bugs are moving and frank's like that's no bug that's a baby what the fuck <laughs> yep and then he injects her with the anti-parasitic anyways <laughs> Turns out it was Plan B the whole time. I mean, listen this 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 was aired this was aired on Fox. They're not allowed to play. <laughs> uh, I don't think any show would do <laughs> would like show an abortion on their program. <laughs> it got just shockingly close to it. I mean, <laughs> but that's an accidental one. Yeah. Yeah, oops, oops, accidental abortion. <laughs> the only, is, 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 you know, fine on TV. The no. only show I can think of that, like, directly references it is BoJack Horseman. Yeah, and that's a whole arc as well. Yeah, and they handled it really well where they have Mr. Peanut Butter um, have a balloon that's, it, normally it's like, it's a boy, but he crosses out the O-Y and writes aborted. Yep. <laughs> BoJack's oh. a really good show. <laughs> Also very depressing. Yeah, it's very, very sad. (laughs) Don't watch that if you want to have a good time. Yeah. But then, oh, man, Olivia's not the host for the queen. It's Silva. And Silva's like, yeah, it wasn't Olivia. I just needed to distract you long enough for the queen to hatch, which it's doing right now. And it, like, bursts out of his neck. Yep. Yeah, as he pulls it out of his neck. And hands it over. It's like, don't let it die. And he's like, spell my name Listen, right. This is the cure. Yeah, he does S- literally say I- spell my name right. He's like, S-I-L-V. And Francis is like, Sylv, got it. Your last name is Sylv. The fucking gall of this man. The absolute gall of this man. This dude was like one step away from full supervillainy. Because that's like a supervillain move as well. <laughs> if you're dying breath. He was, he was literally one billion dollars short of being a supervillain. That was he all he needed. Rob, he just needed to rob a couple banks by killing people with beetles. And he would have been there. Like, yeah. uh, I, would I guess avian if... flu is now cured. I would have loved if the alternate universe went full just X-Men Marvel with like <laughs> deciding to like commit to the Codexafran trials and just like this beetle villain coming out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> the next time like our team like gets to talk to them like like wait what about what about the war against our universe it's like we don't have time to deal with that. We have a giant octopus man. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes one punch man universe with all these terrifying monsters coming out of nowhere. Yeah, she's like, wait, what? What happened? <laughs> but hey, there's only I, four I was, minutes left in the episode, so now we have to have her character drama. Yep. And it's. I, I would also very briefly like to point out that I, I was half expecting Lincoln to go, "Oh God, drop it," and then just like squish the beetle. <laughs> as soon as the guy He's like, "No one will remember you, Crunch." <laughs> Francis is like, "What are you doing? There's an avian flu outbreak in North British or Southern British Columbia right now." Yeah, and he's like, "Only one person caught it." <laughs> <laughs> it's literally not an issue. That guy huffed a, tur- a turkey carcass. He deserves it. Listen, big pharma. There's only like five people that get this a year. It is not <laughs> worth it for them for me to deliver them this meal. <laughs> I if I don't kill it, they will. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Frank visits uh Olivia in the hospital and she's like, The baby's fine. It was the adrenaline that made me throw up violently in the Triggered warehouse. Triggered my morning sickness or something, and so that's why I was freaking out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and she's like, I'm pregnant for six I've been pregnant for six weeks. And Frank's like, Are you in love with the father? And she's like, That's a very complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a loaded question and he's just so like, that's just, all i needed to know <laughs> i'm gonna go hit on astrid some more <laughs> <laughs> and then brandon apparently has been keeping tabs on everyone because he he calls walter and he's like oh there's another way we could get your kid and it's a different way to get peter <laughs> it involves uh it, it involves your grandson the- so walter shows up at folivia's apartment Extremely creepily. His new apartment. Extremely he, creepily as well. Oh yeah, and he's also. By the way, this is this is an entirely like this is Olivia like moved out and had to get yes. her own apartment, right? Because like it's <laughs> Ooh. no, that's the same apartment. I think Frank just took all this shit and left, or I, she is it, in the process of moving. Frank Frank took a lot because this is Frank. Yeah. This is a hundred percent the same apartment. Okay. It definitely looks like someone's moved out or just moved into this place. Yeah. Like, the door is in the same place, and I recognize that fireplace. It looks like the same apartment. Okay. So I'm wondering if... Yeah, Frank, I guess just Frank owned all of the shit and was like, yep, uh, I can't believe you were this minimalist, uh, Olivia. Good luck. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Walternate shows... Here, you can have your... Walternate shows up, and he's like, hey, pregnant lady. And she's like, how did you know that? And he's like, I know everything. I'm God. Anyway, don't worry. Your position with the fringe team is safe. How could I do anything except for favor you now that there's nepotism yep. involved? Now, now that, that you're, you're carrying, carrying my, my grandchild. My... <laughs> <laughs> and he twirls his and mustache. Then, and then he pulls out a syringe and goes, See, nothing to it. It's just a spring. <laughs> movie magic. <laughs> and that's where our episode ends, finally. <laughs> it's done, Nick. You're free. Oh, is he? We still gotta. I, I, we still gotta wrap this up. Uh, the observer is also looking for Frank um, out of the Empire docking station at the beginning. Uh, he's looking out of a window, I guess, observing, waiting for someone to come up and say, "I love you." I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen Sleepless in Seattle. Um, and the glyph is Romad, and I don't know what that means. How do you spell that? R O M O M A D. Sorry, one of you. <laughs> R O M A D. Um, no clue. I wonder if I wonder if it was supposed to be Roman and someone. Up. <laughs> um, it's several different acronyms. Or, so there's recon, observe, mark, or and destroy. Wait. There's radio operator, maintainer, and driver. Or there's return on maximum down or drawdown. Um, I, I I like to think it was actually supposed to be Nomad, and someone just fucked it up. Uh, nomad makes more sense, but not that much. Let me check a different <laughs> wiki to see if it's different. Maybe the wiki fucked it up. I think nope, it is still Romad. Nope. I um. Yeah, no. Do I, not. Yeah, the only acronym is like the military. I, I do one. not know this one. But that that's what the that's what the glyph is. And hey, um, David, this this one isn't that bad. I don't um, believe you. This previously on. 
I I think you will change your mind on this one. All right. Um, especially because this was brought up like this was this was like actually like semi prominently featured in the last episode. So if you remember back to the last episode, you always David, ask remember this, when and they I pick always up tell Walter? you no. <laughs> I don't care. I will continue to always ask it. You remember when they picked up Walter in the previous episode um, from the side of the highway when he had his because he broke down when he had his slushy. <laughs> yep. When he had a slushy. Um, and you remember him doing the most fucking Charlie shit ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> where a Volkswagen Beetle ap- appears and Walter goes punch buggy oh my blue God, yes. and punches Peter. Yes. <laughs> Audience, in case you won't you know this, but Charlie is notorious for playing that game. Like, it's because it's my girlfriend and I play it all, all the time. Times. It's, it's literally a reflex for me now. And hey, David, do you know what the clue is now? Is it the beetle? Is that what the clue is? That's a stupid ass clue. It is the I'm beetle. not happy. <laughs> that one, I, I'm okay with that one. That one's that one feels okay to me. They they prominently featured the thing in the previous episode. It wasn't just something in the background. Uh, anyways, yeah. uh, fun uh, facts. Oh. I do have a fun fact. Oh yeah. So um Walternet's mistress, uh, the random lady there, is um uh played by Joanne Chen, who was a um major character in Twin Peaks. Huh. Uh Josie uh Josie Picard. Um That's actually really weird considering we referenced Twin Peaks earlier in the episode. Yep. That none of us none of us knew this. But yeah, it's weird, and also she's just sort of there as well. Yeah, it's that that is still the most uncomfortable scene of this it entire just episode. Makes sense. It comes something. out of nowhere too. Because they could have just done it. They could have just brought back the actress for yeah, <laughs> like Peter's mom. Like they they very well could have. And I'm assuming that it's just she doesn't want to be in Fringe anymore. Uh, <laughs> And that's why she's not in that scene. And they went, well, I guess I guess Walternet has fewer morals than we made him out to have earlier in the episode. Yeah. Oh, Anyhow. also, um, the actor who played the villain, or Silva, is apparently incredibly terrified of bugs. That oh. explains the catching bugs in the tray scene a little bit better. <laughs> and uh, according, uh, in an interview, comment, has a primal fear of bugs and had to act with a bunch of live bugs and fake bugs, all of which equally terrified him. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Shout out to... Uh, I will say, the last bug, like the queen beetle and things, that one was definitely CG'd. But like, there were definitely real you, bugs. I don't think you it mean, was CG'd. I you think mean it was the, a fake bug. Just that you mean the bug probably... he pulled out of his neck wasn't real? <laughs> well, no. Even when they then put it in the jar and things, and it's just walking around, it's obviously yeah. Well, that's, that's all one continuous shot, too. He takes it out of his neck and then drops it into the box in one yep. continuous shot, I thought. Yeah, that's fair. Anyhow, uh, episode ratings. Um, this was a fun episode, honestly. I quite liked this. This felt like back to old seasons as well, with like just the weird fringe element. Um, and it had nice character. Um, it had some nice character stuff. We get some more Olivia stuff. The uh, her being pregnant with Peter's child, I think, is a huge plot point as well. So, um, uh, <laughs> with all of that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably a three and a half for me. Yeah, this is. Yeah, that's right around. Next, go. Nope. Go ahead, Charlie. Okay, I, I was gonna say, yeah, no, that's that's about where my rating falls as well. Um, this this is 
a little bit less monster of the week. Um, and I like the like fleshing out like I definitely like the like fleshing out of the alternate universe, despite the fact that it's now we're not just following our Olivia being trapped over there. Um, I, I I like that we're just getting some like fringe events over there. Yeah. It's fun. Um, so yeah, three or three and a half for me. Yeah, it's it's nice where the dudes doing like evil things for like a good reason, even though he could have just cloned a sheep. Yeah, but it's not like he's like, oh, all these investors wronged me, so I'm going to kill them with beetles. I I, I guess I I kind of. Uh, it feels hurt to me that he doesn't have a more personal motivation aside from just the eagle, like maniac wanting to like live beyond he, he his name. Re- he really likes Beatles. Also, like him, like people remember me. Like that's really his only motivation. Well, also, that's that's only like in two scenes. Yeah, <laughs> so like, it, it feels kind of hollow. It just feels like, hey, this dude is crazy with Beatles. <laughs> like, yeah, it would have been a, it would have been stronger if he had. Sorry, I talked over that. I was saying this one's a three for me, mainly because okay. like he falls kind of flat like that way. And I don't like the, oh, Olivia's pregnant with Peter's kid. What's he going to do? <laughs> I mean, eh. it does fuck up the Peter-Olivia relationship even more. Did you need to? <laughs> also, Peter, come on, bro. Why aren't you wrapping it before you tap it? Do you think she poked holes in the condom? Oh God, I hope not. Do you do you think she's she's like no. ah deep cover? I must she... get pregnant. So 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 I like to think that you know in in the 2010 2011 era she didn't think that she was actually a sex offender from this, and I, I feel like the poking holes in the condom would have would have been the like oh no yeah no I'm I'm definitely a sex offender from this. <laughs> or do you think he was like you're on birth control and she's like yes. I know What's, what that is. What's and the birth Universe, control? Yeah, Red <laughs> Universe doesn't have birth control. Actually, no, the tattoos are just birth control. Oh, and hers control, got... So <laughs> when she got hers removed... You know what? I would, accept, I would accept that for why they have those magic tattoos if it's some form of birth control. So oh, they're, they're like a never-kid cult. It'd be amazing if, if, they, if he then just like is like, just, just can, I, can I see the back of your neck? Sees the back of your neck and goes... Why the fuck did you get that removed? <laughs> you know what that does. He's like, you know I have the old old man baby gene. <laughs> uh, take us out, Nick. And end this. And I don't get to take you out. Get the fuck oh, out. Oh wait, here. is it me take us <laughs> it's out? You. That's why we're being silent. Oh my god. Uh, thanks for listening. Get the fuck out of here, Charlie. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this Trash Fest that was an episode of Forsaf. Um, if you want to listen to more Trash Fest, especially last episode's intro, which I think is uh, the fav- my most favorite joke we've ever said. Um, is it in there, David? Did you? Yes, Did yes. You le- okay. Yeah. Right, Go last, listen. To- last episode has a quote open. Good. Go listen, Go listen to more people. Um, uh, if you want to listen to more of this, we're on every podcasting service that basically exists unless you have created some niche one that only you upload to in which case good job i guess um but that is spotify amazon google our home at podbean apple basically anywhere you get a podcast uh if you want to harass us on twitter at forsaf if you want to harass us more privately on email because you know kids still email each other these days right we're at forsaf at gmail.com uh i think that's everything um 
yell at Nick at nick at mail.com for his hot takes. Outro. Uh, excuse you. It's actually it's actually Nick at Nick two at engineer.com. Uh, <laughs> that as I went and looked at what at mail.com had. That's that's the outro now. Outro. <laughs> The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license. 